Hayes, Alexander, Shabbat for three, bang, oh! will get it for the win. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, episode 70 of our 24-minute recaps. Give a hand for episode 70, ladies and gentlemen. I am pleased and proud to give you 70 recaps on this season. Just shows how much work we put in every single night, talking about the league this year and just trying to keep up with all the teams. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on all platforms at YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast. Follow us on Spotify, of course, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a review if you would like. And of course, to subscribe or follow me on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, at Dime Dropper Pod. So I just posted an Instagram, I made an Instagram post the other day on Dave Bing, one of the great players of the 60s that never gets talked about. I'd say the best Detroit Piston of all time until Isaiah Thomas probably. So go check that out. I'm going to be keep posting as I go through my timeline on the Instagram. Of course, I'm going to continue my thread on Twitter and my pinned tweet. Uh, but yeah. And then I'll try to post some older clips on TikTok as well. I've only posted clips of just like me clowning, like some bad uh, sequences in modern NBA. But I'll diversify, of course. So today we're going to go over the, just one game. The Lakers and the Clippers. Um today playing their second matchup of the season the Clippers coming off two consecutive defeats uh, against Denver and of course the terrible loss to Orlando so we needed to get this one back we had that 1230 start that has been a trap game for us big time this season but we came out with the right intensity and of course you have to win I said before this game anything um, other than a double digit victory is a failure because the Lakers were obviously missing Braun and Anthony Davis so for that for us that needs to be a W even though we're missing Ibaka even though we're missing Bev as long as Paul George and Kawhi are there, we should win. And someone else that made his debut today was none other than Rajon Rondo. We'll get into all the good stuff with him in due time. But let's start out with the way the game started. Clippers came out with the right energy, right intensity. We're up 10-2 to 2 very early, a variety of, star, uh, of guys getting going. But it really started for me with Marcus Morris Sr. I thought he was fantastic. I thought the, the Morris twins in general were really good in the beginning of the game. But senior, everything is just like, when I, when he shoots, I really think it's going in every time. I mean, he's got a great shot, and it doesn't matter how contested it is, too, sometimes. Like, he got a bunch of threes today where the Lakers, you know, that's the one thing about this Laker team. Their defense is really good. They're the best defensive team in the league, and I tweeted this today. I used to think it was really Anthony Davis that made this Laker team so elite on defense, but it's starting to, I'm starting to see it's really not Anthony Davis. I mean, he helps. The personnel is great, but it's Frank Vogel and the coaching staff, man. I mean, their communication is sharp. You know, they just have the right defensive principles. They're on the same page. They know how to play pick and rolls without giving up too much. And I think that, that you got to give Frank Vogel a lot of credit because ever since he's arrived here in L.A., the Laker defense has been one of the best in the league. And I thought that that's the reason why the game was, was fairly close in the first quarter. Like, for example, it was... 104 to 86. By the way, I'm just going to, sorry to the podcast people, I'm already seeing uh, Laker fans in the comments. Again, I'm going to actually just block you if you if you act like I'm saying uh, stuff that sucks. Don't tell me to relax. Don't tell me the whole Laker roster is injured. I literally just said that 10 seconds ago. So shut the fuck up before you get blocked, okay? 
I don't care how much you like watching my videos. Anyway, let's continue. So, the Clippers came out right. Kawhi was getting in his mid-range area. Kawhi was hitting open threes. And, you know, he wasn't doing too much. Nobody on the Clippers was doing too much. We were just getting decent enough shots. But the Laker defense was sharp. I thought our defense was also sharp. Every time Laker players tried to make risky passes or try to split uh, two defenders, we had our hands active and ready to go. Kawhi had two steals. Reggie Jackson even had two steals. And Paul George had two steals as well. So we had really good active hands. And one thing I noticed when we put Rondo in the game, so early impressions of Rondo, he came in in the beginning and he had three turnovers, which I knew was going to send the Clipper, the, the section of Clipper Twitter that was extremely criticizing this move, uh, giving him half chubs and stuff about Rondo getting three turnovers. And, and they're like, oh, those are his first three plays as a Clipper. But of course... He hasn't really seriously played much this season. He's going to take some time to get uh, you know, back in the swing of things. So him losing his dribble a little bit in his first game back in weeks is not a big deal. So I wasn't tripping at all, especially because we were winning. And then as the game went on, you got to see Rondo you know, do what he does best. Get the ball to Kawhi in his spots. When we got a switch, he sees Kawhi has Dennis Schroeder on him, throw it down to him. One thing I also noticed about Rondo, pushing the pace. That's something that I've talked about all season long, about some a, a category in which we struggle a bit. We play a little too slow. If you look at our pace, we have one of the slowest paces in the league. You know, we don't average one of the most points. Um, we have a better offensive rating uh, relative to the league than um, points scored because we play at a slower pace. One thing I like is that Rondo is going to try to push that pace. And I saw that, you know, it was the first half, a mistake by a Laker player over helping, but it was a play in the in the second quarter. He drove, kicked it out to Nick Batum for a corner three, and that's exactly what we do. Uh, that's exactly what he does. And he knows, you know, already knowing his personnel, he knows Nick Batum is great in the corner, finding him for that shot. So I liked what I saw from Rondo. He got a couple steals as well. Two steals, three assists. His assist-to-turnover ratio wasn't good enough, but again, he only played 13 minutes, and it was his first game, so I was fine with it. The Lakers, you know, we know the story with them. Their offense just is super lacking without Anthony Davis and, and LeBron. And you put a guy like Caruso in the game, he gives you a bunch of great defensive uh, things out there, but his offense is just severely lacking. Uh, I think Kyle Kuzma, obviously, he's been a lot better this season, but he's he shoots way too many threes for how good he is at them. He was 2 of 10 today and 0 of 4 from 3. Just not a good game for Kuz at all. One of his worst games in a while for me. He was minus 25. He had 6 points in the game and 7 boards. I thought Montrader wasn't very good at all. I know his stat line looks good, but a lot of that was in garbage time. 19 points on 7 of 12. Zoo had his way with him. And let's talk about Zoo briefly. I thought he was very solid. His defense was great. His rim protection was elite. Two blocks. There was even one play where he went out and guarded. I think it was Caruso. And obviously Caruso is not the ideal one-on-one -on -one exploiter of mismatches. But, you know, Caruso got the step on him. And Zoo made a really good... He did a really good job of just... He wanted Caruso to shoot over him because he knows he's not a shooter like that, especially not contested shots. And Caruso got by him because, you know, no hand check. He's going to get by the bigger guy. But Zoo's length and his, you know, underrated athleticism was able to help get him that block. Zoo finished with two blocks today, six points, nine rebounds. And Zoo just needs to continue to be starting because, and, and Ty Lue said it in the postgame presser, he needs to continue to, um, what's it called? Um, Zoo needs to continue to start. Zoo needs to continue to start. 
because Ibaka was great, but he's not like this. And, um, yeah. So let's continue up the rest of the squad. And I'm honestly starting to get a little bit over the Reggie, the Reggie stuff, because I think that he just doesn't really offer us too much. Um, that someone else can't. And by the way, Luke Kennard came in. And and, by, and I think this game, we did a really good job of, it was another one of those games this season where we did a good job of not letting go of the, our foot on the gas and we just kept kept the pedal going and just made sure that the Lakers got no momentum. Because even though, um, even though the Lakers are injured, you can't underestimate them. This is a championship team. This is, um... What's it called? This is a championship team, and they have championship characteristics. So you can't underestimate them for a second. You've got to keep your foot on the gas. You can't let them get within single digits, and that's what we did. We never let the Lakers get back within single digits, and we just took care of our business, and that's important. And Luke Kennard was really good in the second half. He was showing, like, I mean, I'm not surprised with anything he does. He's a very good player. He can score the basketball. He can play in pick and roll. He can hit tough shots. His dribble pull-up going right is very good. He's got range. I mean, Kennard's great. I really like Kennard. I just don't know how ready he's going to be for big playoff moments. He may need to be the one alongside Reggie that gets sacrificed for guys like Bev and Rondo and Terrence. Because I will not take Terrence out of the out of the lineup if I was anyone. Because his defense is too good. And he gets to the rim. So, Terrence, he didn't have the best game in the world today. Speaking of, actually, I'll give him some, some flowers today. I've, obviously, I've been critical of Taylor Horton turnover because I feel like Laker fans overhype him. But he made some really impressive shots today. Like, some really nice shots in the mid-range area, which where I've been critical of him that he needs to get better there. Like, that, there was this one movie he made. I think it was against um, Patterson, who I thought is is very a tough is a very tough watch offensively, Patrick Patterson. I hate watching him play offense. I just don't like him at all. But his defense is good. His defense can be good. He's strong. You know, he's decent in the post. And he's not terrible moving his feet either. So I thought he was I thought he was decent. But Taylor Horton turnover had a really good move. He turned high arc and shot over the big man after going on the drive, pulling back. And that's one thing that he sometimes and it's tough for Hoopers. You know, I can tell you, sometimes this is one thing I struggled with. When you make your move and you're going full speed to stop and realize, okay, defenders got me, I gotta react and counter that. And that's what separates the great one-on-one players from the good one-on-one players. Because for for great one-on-one players, the game is even more slow motion. But THT. Man, what a great, what a great, uh, what a great shot that was, and he showed some good stuff today. But overall, Clippers held on. You know, good performance. I thought Nick Batum was good. He only played 18 minutes, but he did his thing. Luke Kennard, 15 points, six of 10 from the field, and three of six from three in his 18 minutes. So it was just a good job by us to get back in the win column. You know, break the little two-game skid, and yeah, move on to the next. And again, if you want to hear me talk shit about the Lakers. And talk about, oh, Lakers suck. I mean, listen, I talk my tr- trash about the Lakers only because they went at us last season relentlessly. And some Laker fans treated it like, like, a, like I remember after the, the Lakers won the championship, I saw a bunch of accounts tweeting about us still. Uh, just a reminder, the Clippers did it. Like, bro, just enjoy your fucking win, you losers. Anyway, um, but yeah, I don't need to brag about a regular season win. I've said the same thing after opening night, and that was against LeBron and AD. This means even less. It's no accomplishment beating the Lakers without LeBron and Anthony Davis. This is what we should do. We have to beat them. So, um, yeah, I got nothing much to say about it. We got the win. It doesn't matter who we played. It's just a win in the win column. Uh, 2-0 and against the Lakers, so that sounds good. If we get a potential tiebreaker with them, we'll probably have them. So, 
That's all we needed. So hopefully we get back next game. Paul George is healthy, and we just keep getting healthy and just keep building that momentum. Uh, except for these two games recently against Denver and Orlando, we've really had a great run of form since the All Star since we started the home stand against Charlotte. So I'll take it. I'll take it. Good win for the Clips. Uh, by the way, I didn't get to watch the Celtics game. Um, but they got the win, and that's two wins in a row, and. That's big for the Celtics, especially because Jalen, Tatum, Smart, and Kemba Walker all played. What have I been preaching all season with the Celtics? That they've had a similar problem to the Clippers, if not even worse. That they need to be healthy and they need a rhythm of games together to try to get better defensive principles going. Because their communication is off. And the Celtics beat the Hornets. A very shorthanded Hornets team. No Lamella, no Hayward. But... They got the job done very convincingly. Two blowout wins in a row for the Celtics, and that is great for momentum, great for chemistry, and great for confidence. So the Celtics looking to build a little winning streak here, try to move up in the ranks as the East playoff picture after those top three teams of Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Philly. After those teams, it's really up in the air, and it's going to be really interesting to see how it, how it shakes out. So that's it for me today, guys, for the recap portion of the video. We only had the Clippers and the Lakers. Um... As I said, I'm going to be really toning down the coverage because of the NCAA tournament. And actually, I have, to I have to talk about this before we end. What an incredible game that was yesterday. Truly one of the best games I've seen in a long time. And truly a reminder of why the NBA is so disappointing relative to that. I understand it was college and it was the NCAA tournament. But you look at the fight. The way they were playing, the variety in the game. That Tim guy or Timmy or whatever his name is, some of those moves he was making, I've not seen league dudes do that right now. Those were extremely impressive. And Jay, what's that guy? Jalen Suggs, he made this one play where he blocked a big guy on a rotation and then came back and had a bounce pass the other way. Like, oh my God, it was such great basketball, man. Such great basketball. And, you know, UCLA, uh, my sister, my dad, they're all getting ready to celebrate. Westwood was about to pop off, and you got to give UCLA a lot of credit. We had Asher on the podcast the last episode talk about how UCLA was going to get blown out and the fact that, you know, Johnny Juzang, one of our own. I've been hearing about this kid since Asher was his public address announcer at Harvard-Westlake. I never thought he was this good. Like, this guy should go to the NBA, Johnny Juzang. We've been hearing about him since Harvard-Westlake. I did not know he was like that. He is a, he's a player. He needs to go to the league. But um, also, my, my classmate David Singleton got dunked on. I think David had a very a very good tournament, though, all jokes aside. Um, that Kispert guy, though, man, he's a player. He's a player. But an incredibly, incredible, underrated Cinderella story for UCLA to go back to the Final Four for the first time since 2004. Last time was Westbrook and Kevin Love. I remember that tournament. We lost to Memphis. Uh, Chris Douglas Roberts and Derrick Rose. But it was awesome to see. It was an incredible shot, an incredible game, and one for the ages for sure. Uh, I was working on something, so I couldn't even watch the first half. How bad is it that I didn't watch the first half? You guys tell me. Did I miss something huge by just not even watching that full game? I was disappointed that I didn't get to see it. But I did get to see the second half, and an incredible run for UCLA and all the team, all the Bruins for overachieving. I mean, that team got further than the Kyle Anderson, Norman Powell um, what was the other guy's name I liked? Jordan Adams' team. And that team won the Pac-12 regular season, and that team had an, a first-round, consensus first-round pick on it with Kyle Anderson. And this team doesn't. Like, Ju Zhang maybe, but I don't know. Um, another thing I also wanted to say, and yeah, so Haquez, uh, Tiger Campbell, all those guys played their butts off in this tournament. 
and they deserve a ton of credit for it. Now we have Gonzaga, who's never won a national championship, has been one of the greatest powerhouses in college basketball for a long time now. Lost that 2017 title to Roy Williams in North Carolina, Joel Berry, and Justin Jackson, uh, Theo Pinson, Kennedy Meeks team with Nigel Will- when Gonzaga had Nigel Williams Goss. And then, obviously, the one that really sticks in my brain. And I think, honestly, guys, even as a UCLA basketball fan that I am, he, oh, by the way, he, Tiger Campbell definitely looks like Bob Marley. That shit is crazy. I see the comment in the chat. Um, I will say this, though, about Gonzaga. You know, when I was seven years old, I watched one of the greatest college basketball games in the history of college basketball. I remember being in my old house. We after it happened, we opened the window of the balcony and you could hear the screams in West LA. And it was the Gonzaga UCLA comeback, man. What a moment that was for me as a kid. One of the moments I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Gonzaga with the if you guys haven't seen the game or haven't seen the highlights of it, please go check that out. It's a historic game. They were winning it was Jordan Farmar, Aaron Aflalo, Ryan Hollins, Luke Baum, Mute, those guys, UCLA versus Gonzaga, and I think that was the Sweet Sixteen game. Um, and Gonzaga was up by a lot in the second half, and they came back and won the game and had the steal. They were down one UCLA and had that steal. Darren Collison, one of my favorite college players of all time, scored, and after that, Gonzaga came and turned the ball over, and I'll never forget the picture of Adam or the, the Adam Morrison crying. It was, it was very sad. I mean, I was hyped as a kid, you know? I was ecstatic, but... You know, Adam Morrison was really good, and it was really sad seeing him like that. And it's unfortunate because Adam Morrison was a really good rookie in the NBA, and then his career got screwed by injuries, and he was never the same after that. Um, he was all-rookie first team, and I remember he was really good. He was, like, double-digit scorer for the Bobcats, and, like, he made a half-court shot. I remember that. But that's it, guys. Gonzaga Baylor is tomorrow. I think we'll have a post-game recap for it for sure. I think I'll do one. Uh, no basketball game, so it's the college, it's the NCAA championship. I can't just get, you know, I never said this was going to be a strictly NBA podcast. I said it would be the umbrella topic, but I don't want to box myself in. So, um, yeah, I'll go live. Maybe we'll have Asher on after the game. We'll see if he's down for it. Maybe I'll just go solo by myself and do it, but um, maybe we'll have him on. We'll see. That's it for me tonight, though, guys. Let me know what you think. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. Let, make sure to give me feedback. Peace.